Hello and welcome to the 9 in 10 News for the Community by the Community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hunter, and having grown up in northern Michigan, something I have always personally loved about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these northern Michigan communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work along with individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email. That's at Courtney Hunter, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-U-N-T-E-R at 9in10news.com. I'd love to hear all about who's making a difference where you live. As kids start returning to school, many virtually or without their usual fall athletic schedules, many parents may be looking for some options on how to handle that extra time for extracurriculars. Luckily, Northern Michigan has some amazing nonprofits that offer unique out-of-school learning opportunities and so much more for their communities. This month, we talk with SEEDS Executive Director Sarna Salzman about the unique programs they have to offer. Hi, Sarna. Thank you so much for taking a little time to uh, talk to us today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Courtney, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, let's, yeah, thanks for having me. So can you tell me a little bit about, you are the executive director for SEEDS, correct? Correct, yes. Um, I'm the founding executive director. So I've been with SEEDS since we started in 1999. Kind of incredible. Yeah. So tell me, what is SEEDS all about? So SEEDS um, really exists to respond to global challenges at the local level. So we take in, you know, what's happening uh, in the world in terms of um, biodiversity collapse, um, social, ecological collapse, climate change, um, you know, traumas of all kinds, inequities that are out there. And then we look at home here in the Grand Traverse, greater Grand Traverse region and Michigan in general. What, what can we do now that really is responsive and helpful in a, in a meaningful way? And our favorite, I mean, what, what we really get passionate about are um, complex solutions that are at the intersection of ecology and education and natural design and we can talk about examples of that but that's that's really in in large part what we're all about is um, local solutions to things that you know we're all facing as humans yeah taking kind of a huge broad topic and giving people opportunities to do something you know because i feel like a lot of people look at this and it's a little overwhelming and go like, well, what, what am I going to do? I'm just one person. So I feel like you guys make it a little more accessible for people. We believe that everyone has uh, a part to play in the solution. If it's not, if we're not all in it for all of us, then none of us really are going to win. So, um, you know, what are the activities that all of us can really roll up our shirt sleeves and dive right into? And that's different things for different people. And, um, and that's part of the beauty of this work is the diversity of response that is totally part of the solution. Um, you know, we're, we're really in it for the team and we want everyone to win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It benefits everybody, right? Yeah, and everyone can play. That's the fun part, too. Everyone everyone can play, whether it's, um, you know, deciding what you want to eat and being more intentional about that, whether it's taking advantage of all of our beautiful spaces, the waterways, the trailways, um, getting outside and 
um, moving our bodies in new ways, really paying attention to our surroundings um, in more intentional ways that improve our quality of life and simultaneously make it a safer place to live. You know, COVID um, is really magnifying the need for the work, the kind of work that I believe we are part of doing. Um, It's it's about human health. It's about quality of life um, and all these things that we can do to improve it for each other. Yeah. Now you said you were one of the founding members or the founding uh, member of SEEDS. So what inspired you? You know, was there a, a specific thing that you said, I just, I got to do something now. I got to make something happen. So there was a group of people and um, we drank a lot of coffee together and drank beer together mm-hmm. and really imagined, you know, we were pretty naive and idealistic and imagined the world we wanted to live in and, um, you know, our founder, Pete Munoz, who some people might remember, he lives in um, Oregon now, but he um, he just incorporated the organization, and we kind of had just made it up from there. It wasn't one thing. It was about the, the working, the collaboration potential, this interdisciplinary collaboration potential, and, um, you know, an idea of, like, focusing in the Traverse area, what what could we get done here? Who else is here doing the work that we want to help with, and, and how can we add value to it? Yeah, and it's come a long way since 1999. <laughs> really is. It's very humbling. Is there a part that you're most proud of so far? Well, for me, in my role, I'm just so tickled every time we hire somebody new to come work at the organization. Um, People work here because they're passionate about the work that they do, and it just, anything we can do to enable people to dive into the things they care most about and spend most of their waking hours doing, I just feel really honored to employ people who are great solutionaries and, um, you know, help them invest in their communities. For me, it's really the employees that do it. I think that for other people on our staff, it's other things like seeing kids smile and come out of their shells, um, watching habitat, you know, like gardens grow and, and develop food that feed people or trees get older. You know, it's different things for different people here, but, but for me, it's the people who are involved in the work that gets me up every morning. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned, uh, so you mentioned both kids and COVID. And I know a lot of things right now, we've got kids going to school virtually at home or they're missing out on their normal, you know, after school athletics or things like that. I understand you guys have some programs specifically for kids. Can you tell me some about that? Yeah, um, we are, uh, Seed um, runs uh, after school centers in in partnership and embedded in 11 different schools um, in the greater region around here. Um, They're all rural areas outside of the Traverse City area and as far south as Marion is our furthest site away. So we're embedded in these schools and, um, you know, state mandated to provide uh, academic and cultural enrichment activities outside of the normal school day. And as you know, right now, there is no normal school day. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's working on overdrive and really 
um, figuring out new innovative ways to make connections and um, and to, and ways to to maintain the bridges that um, you know are so important to to maintain between family members and the school and um, yeah, <laughs> right. It's just right now super overwhelming and but to give kids something to maybe and an opportunity to learn as they grow you know these so what all is involved in these after school programs that you have that kind of help these kids grow yeah so we're just an additional um uh, benefit in the in their ecosystem and our work is really focused on um making uh safe social emotional spaces for learning um, and that means different things for different age groups, but really starting from, um, you know, the, the getting to know everybody by name and welcoming them uh, into the space and making sure there's time for group work as well as solo work and um, exciting curiosities and making time for play and using play as a mechanism to learn uh, academics. So um, we do, we're high quality um, DHS licensed programs. Um, we, every, every day, I mean, normal school year, <clears throat> every day kids are, you know, getting fed. They're doing some academics. They're doing some extracurriculars. Um, they're learning how to be friends with each other and take leadership. We're really invested in leadership for the next generation. Um, and, and going home just feeling like a, a stronger person. Um, and, and in these times our staff has worked with the schools to pivot so that we can have different so we're doing some virtual work we've done some um staff over the summer met with families so family pods everybody stayed distance but we did water quality testing where families would show up um, and get to do it with our some of our teaching staff with their kids. Um, we sent boxes of activities home, so kind of camp in a box was one of the ways we responded this summer. Um, and so there was um, ways to connect with our teaching staff uh, virtually, but the box was intended to get kids outside as possible, um, as curious about nature as possible and to have activities that um, they could be as self-directed as possible so that parents could get some of the stuff that they need to get done that they normally would if their kids were away at camp with us. How can we get kids to go sit with a tree and really um, journal uh, about what they're seeing and what they're feeling and, uh, and then check in with our teaching staff about that. So that's some of the ways we've been adjusting our programming since it's not just regularly coming in once a day or yeah, once a day for day camps or three hours after school. Um, right. I can't say enough about how, yeah, the program, our teaching staff just love these kids and throw all kinds of really interesting <laughs> um, stuff to do. Um, building things with um, like robotics and uh, learning about circuits and um, a lot of hands-on activities um, combining different types of passions. And Rapid City, um, uh, last year our, um, the, the program there got to raise a surgeon in partnership with the Little Traverse Bay Band of Adawa Indians. Oh, that's cool. Um, 
it was really cool. And the LTBB has um, a whole curriculum that they brought down and about cultural engagement. And Name is the Anishinaabeg word for sturgeon. And the kids were learning um, about local history as well as how to take care of a tank um, and make sure they had to measure the chemical composition of the tanks, which is really great STEM activities. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then they got to release the fingerling into the... Um, into the river uh, come come spring, which was really cool too. Well, I feel like it. All of these steps kind of ignite that spark that may lead them yeah. to continue on to benefit. You know, your main goal, seeds, main overall goal. So it's kind of a start young, and hopefully, you know, over the years that will become fruitful. Absolutely, it's all about the next generation, right? We we didn't get into this mess right away. It's going to take a minute to. Clean, clean this mess up and we need the youngest among us to be the strongest yeah so if somebody is interested in whether it's volunteering whether it's you know getting their kid involved in some of these cool programs that you have what's their best avenue to get their you know to get involved so most of our after-school programming is very school-building based, and so we do as good a job as we can outreaching to the entire school body and inviting all the kids to participate. So it's not something that one of your listeners could just ring us up and join one of our programs, although we would, if they really want our programs, I would love to hear from them and figure out how we might be able to partner. Um, <clears throat> but we do take partnerships. Um, we work with other agencies, uh, nonprofits and for-profits and government institutions and, and develop programming collaboratively. That's how we got into these schools in the first place, working with school administrators and um, capturing some significant funding mechanisms so that we can provide these services. Um, people can hire us if they want us to work for them. They can certainly hire us. Um, but most of all, it would be great if anyone is curious to just visit our website and learn more. Um, there's a number of different ways to um, get involved depending on what a person's passion is. Um, yeah. Well, and earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, we can all, this is going to take all of us to participate to make a real change. But some of those changes are pretty simple. Uh, do you have, for anybody who's listening, who maybe wants to try and incorporate some of those small changes, do you have any examples of what those might look like? I would say start with things that um, you want to do anyway, and that sounds a little bit fun. Um, so a lot of people since um, the pandemic hit have really gotten back into gardening um, or uh, cooking or both. And I think food is a great gateway into all kinds of solutions. It's great for families to do together. And we all feel better when we eat high-quality ingredients mm -hmm. uh, made with love. So food is a great gateway. Being outside also um, is a great gateway. Um, really just making sure that um, you fall in love with the clean water and the clean air and, and know what it is that dirties those things and try not to do them as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds basic, but I mean, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just try and be a little bit better. That's all that we're looking for. You know, take where you're at to figure out what could be better and go for it. Is it um, sort separating your garbage a little bit and thinking about ways that you can minimize how much garbage you're making? Um, is it just making a point of 
reaching out to friends and, and having conversations about, um, inter, you know, topics, timely topics, um, sharing safety tips with each other, right? Like we've been learning how to navigate this weird COVID reality by networking with people that we respect and, and science, you know, sharing the science that we're learning. I mean, there's so much of this work. When it, you know, there's this interesting study that a lot of people talk about. Um, two neighborhoods in Chicago um, went through a really bad heat um, incident, and one neighborhood, a very, 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 very similar demographics, and one neighborhood had a lot more heat stroke and heat death incidents than the other. And they looked, they wanted to know why, and what the primary difference was between those neighborhoods was one. Uh, neighborhood, the, the neighbors knew each other to a much higher degree than the other neighborhood. And the neighborhood where people knew each other was much more resilient in the face of this heat event. Um, and the, so really just getting to know your neighbors is one of the best darn things you can do for um, for the planet. Yeah. Well, because we can all help each other out at some point, you know? We're all, we're doing it whether we try or not. So let's, let's get better at getting out of each other's way <laughs> for sure is there anything else that if anybody's listening right now you know that they really that you really like them to take away from this i really believe in the power of hope uh, that sounds super corny coming out of my mouth no i um, love it <laughs> i i i really we've been um what do I want to say? So we're, we live in very uncomfortable times in many ways. There's so much trauma in the world. Um, it, we have a pandemic. There's domestic violence. There's, you know, war and famine. There's all kinds of really traumatic things going on in the world. And it, it, makes, um, it makes us sad. It, we grieve. And it also makes us outraged sometimes because it's just not fair. Um, so to balance that is this sense of stubborn optimism, and I feel like that's what Steve does a good job of bringing um, into the world is the sense of stubborn optimism in the face of that. And a word we've been playing around with um, since the spring is uh, tragicunity. It's been really helpful for me um, because when I see a space that makes my heart ache and break, um, it also opens up a door like how, how might we find some opportunity inside of this tragedy so tragicunity is something that i've been really focusing on and maybe that will help others find um new doorways even though we're going through some tough times and a lot of us are and some of us have more to give than, than we are giving and, and so how to how to make some tragicunity for others as well Absolutely. That's a great way to look at it. That's I haven't heard anybody else say that. And I think that is exactly what we need right now. So thank you. And thank you, Sarna. Thank you so much for what you guys do at Seeds. We all really appreciate it. And we can all start pitching in and doing a little more. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh my gosh. Um, thanks for wanting to talk to me. It's really an honor. And uh, yeah, here's the future together. Thank you. Again, that was Seed's Executive Director, Sarna Salzman. Head to 9in10news.com for more details on how you can get involved. As always, if there are any groups, nonprofits, charities, or even exceptional individuals you'd like to hear about, email me at CourtneyHunter at 9in10news.com.
From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 in 10 For the Community by the Community podcast. The For the Community by the Community podcast is brought to you by Travers Catholic Federal Credit Union, financial services for the community, established 1950.